Hi everyone, you are now listening to our podcast for a while. We are just two Filipina 30-somethings now currently based elsewhere in the world trying to find our way and figuring out what that means for us. Our podcast is where we take a little break to regroup, share what we've learned, and find new ways to move forward. I'm Kirsty And I'm Andrea. And if you hear something that resonates, we'd love for you to let us know. Facebook, they had a response to the social dilemma. Oh, really? Yeah, so Facebook had an official response to the social dilemma. Basically, the response is entitled what the social dilemma gets wrong there's seven points on here and they're just mentioning what was mentioned in the social dilemma and they're clarifying right Mm -hmm. so i'll just read out the one sentence heading things for the seven points they did okay so the first one is on addiction and facebook says that facebook builds its products to create value not to be addictive That's their official stance. It's to create value. The second thing is you are not the product. Facebook is funded by advertising so that it remains free for people. Again, that's their stance that, you know, this is funded by advertising. This is why it's free. Third is algorithms. And it says that Facebook's algorithm is not mad. It keeps the platform relevant and useful. It's not in quotation marks, mad. I think someone in the film said something about it being mad. It says here, portraying algorithms as mad may make good fodder for conspiracy documentaries, but the reality is a lot less entertaining, which probably true. Mm, Um, Fourth is data. And it says that Facebook has made improvements across the company to protect people's privacy. And I think that's probably true as well, that they're, they are doing a better job at that because I think they are getting called out for data mm-hmm. protection stuff. Fifth is polarization. And Facebook says that we take steps to reduce content that could drive polarization. And I think that they are making moves on that as well because I think, again, they were called out on it, right? That actually reminds me, recently they took down a lot of fake news sites yeah in the philippines right and that yeah. the president wanted to shut down facebook in the philippines which is so funny <laughs> number six elections mm-hmm. facebook has made investments to protect the integrity of elections so i think this obviously is something that's top of mind at the moment with the u.s yeah. elections coming up and how facebook ads sponsored posts all of that stuff has really had a key part when it comes to elections and misinformation. Number seven, final one is misinformation. We fight fake news, misinformation, and harmful content using a global network of fact-checking partners. So I have seen this actually where even like quote-unquote regular people are being fact-checked. Yes. People with, with smaller followings, there's a little disclaimer at the top which says do another search and double check that this person is actually saying something that's true because it seems like they're not. So I think that's good. Give people a heads up. But then also there's this one person that I followed on Facebook. They have a Facebook page and they're very much into like health and wellness and essential oils and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they just started getting a little cuckoo. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so so my husband for some reason has the idea that people believe essential oils can prevent or cure treat polio and all those other <laughs> It's that yeah. something you've encountered? So just background, right, for people, because obviously you know where I how long ago was it now? Like a few years ago, mm-hmm. I I think yeah, so this was after like I burned out and I was trying to, you know, just chill out a bit, get better, just looking for all the different ways that I could manage things like stress, feeling better, right? My mood, all of that stuff. I've always journaled, but I think during that time, journaling became like a huge part of just managing, you know, stress and mental health and stuff. Yeah. And then I met like a couple people who were really into essential oils and it sounded good mm-hmm. because I was like, of course, scents and the things you smell affect your mood. Like, of yeah. course, that's yeah. obvious, right? Yeah. You, you you can feel it. I was like, that's awesome. If If I can, you know, use that to help support just my general mood and... Mm well-being then that's great I got really into it and then for me personally my favorite is peppermint peppermint is like my favorite scent because I like minty things I always have and that was great you know I started using peppermint for like if I have a headache so Mm. when I'd have a headache instead of reaching for like paracetamol immediately I would try and see if peppermint would help first and sometimes it would sometimes it wouldn't so in the times that it would help and ease like tension then that would help my headache right Mm -hmm. and then I wouldn't need to take paracetamol which is good because I in the past had I think had taken too much like paracetamol and ibuprofen because of my periods Mm -hmm. so I basically was trying not to take more than I really needed so that was good for things like that and that's fine but then once I got more into it I discovered this other group this group of people who are really into things like essential oils but they're also just like kind of fanatic about it almost where it's very much like like they're very polarized where they're 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 thinking that hey it's either you take medicine or use essential oils medicine or essential oils and I for me that doesn't seem like a smart way to do it and it doesn't really make any sense because essential oils aren't like it's not medicine right yeah I'm just curious like what are the things that they would use essential oils for that or medicine wouldn't work or other forms of therapy wouldn't work like, I can't imagine. I can't wrap my head well, around it. Well, it's because a lot of these people are very much of the mindset that anything that is artificial is bad for you. So they mm. think okay. pharmaceuticals is artificial. And so it's not good for you. And so you want to reduce that as much as possible and just stick to things that are natural because they come from nature mm-hmm. and our bodies are nature and nature plus nature equals great. I got an email today from, cause I'm still on their mailing list. I really probably should just unsubscribe, but I kind of want to know the cuckoo-ness that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I don't I know. Do. It's like, I, I want to know <laughs> things like this. So, let me let me just quickly scroll down. 
so okay so one thing they're saying using peppermint oil for like ibs for example irritable bowel syndrome to inhale or to apply topically i don't know all of it and ingest i think all of that stuff but it's kind of like Ah. like it, it it's one thing to sort of say that it helps and i think that feeling better just helps generally right but it's another yeah. thing to make a bunch of claims that aren't true and aren't backed by science there's just no facts to prove it i will totally say that mm-hmm. i think for a while i was kind of like yeah 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 that makes sense that makes sense that makes sense and kind of was like very much on board with it and then the more I kind of read and looked into it and interacted with people in these groups and forums I kind of was like okay wait I feel like I'm not that into it like you guys (laughs) you know what I mean like it's kind of like well I don't think I'm quite there when it comes to this (laughs) I think you just need to find a Goldilocks group of people who are just we're into it at the right amount yeah like the not to you know not people who are completely like it doesn't do anything and then not also people who are like it's the best thing ever just the in between where it kind of yes there i have an appreciation for you know just recognizing yeah. that yeah it does help mood it's like it's a mood enhancer it does work but not to the extent that some people necessarily believe i I mean like i said previously right for instance peppermint is great as well like if you're if you're congested and you have a little sniff of peppermint Mm -hmm. you add a little bit of like Mm -hmm. oil with it and maybe put it on your chest then it's like it's kind of like vix or omega painkiller or bengay or you know tiger bomb whatever it kind of has the same effect and that's great oh I will say one thing that really helped was that I got a wart on my foot. Uh-huh. I know exactly where I got the where I caught it from, and it was from a public swimming pool for sure, for sure, because oh. there was nowhere else that I was going where my feet were exposed. You know. Hmm. <laughs> interesting. I'm. Yeah, there, there was nowhere else. The only place that I would shower or expose my feet were, was at home. I did not know you could get that. Oh, it's, from... it's contagious. Is yeah, it like contact? Yeah. 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 So for sure, it was like this public swimming pool or like in the, maybe in the bathroom in the swimming pool. You know, you know, you know, somewhere like that. I'm pretty sure. Or maybe like stepping on the mats or on the floor. For sure, it was this. It, w- it was this place. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I got this wart wart on my foot, and then like it didn't really bother me. It was just there, and then it like kind of started growing, and then and then I was like, oh, okay, wait, I need to sort this out. And then I was mm-hmm. looking at all the ways that you can get rid of it, and it's things like you can have it like excised, I guess. Is what you call it? Yeah, you get it's it sliced, sliced off. off. Another one was you could get it like frozen off. And then another one Ooh. was they were talking about you could try oregano or oregano, however you want to say it. Oregano, oregano. You could try that. This place that I was getting like my essential oils from, they had an oregano essential oil, which mm. actually you can get oil of oregano, oil of oregano. <laughs> is it the same? Or it's, is I, th- it I think it's pretty much it, uh, the idea is the same, except the essential oil that I was getting from this company was like 
I guess, pure essential oil. Like there wasn't any carrier oil. There wasn't any like coconut oil or anything like that in it. So it was just the essential oil. And so I was reading about it. And then I had read about this doctor who was saying that actually the this oil is actually quite good because it's like non-invasive you know you're not freezing it off you're not getting incisions it's pretty harmless Mm. so I tried it on my feet and it was just literally you soak your wart in it and what I would do is like soak it on a little bit of cotton and then put a band-aid over and then within Mm. a week a week 10 days it was gone like it fell off I think it fell off I don't know Basically, I saw it, I saw that it was kind of shrinking. But then one day I was in the shower and I was showering and I looked at it and it was gone. Like it was just gone. So I feel like that oh. that definitely helped in that situation. I wouldn't even think yeah. that, that could help. I'm yeah, I did surprised. this Google and checked everywhere. And apparently like those of people have tried it and it has worked. So I think that's one thing that mm. kind of, I guess, is almost like a treatment that has definitely helped for me for sure like without a doubt right yeah I'm also quite mindful about you know I I was happy to put it because it was on my foot and your feet are like quite it's quite a hard skin right (laughs) yeah I'm not putting like a strong oil on my face for example so I felt okay giving that a go and I mixed it with some coconut oil so it wasn't it was more diluted things like that so no it didn't no but my feet smelled like pizza. <laughs> oh. I take my shoe off and it's like I can smell. Why do I smell herbs? <laughs> but then there's a lot of people who are very much like, dare I say it, anti-vaxxers. I don't know. I'm also hesitant to put my blind trust in the medical mm. system. Because vaccine injuries do happen and for example, the CDC has paid out like billions in dollars to people who have sued for vaccine injuries. Mm-hmm. The CDC in the US originally said, no, smoking doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't <laughs> cause cancer. Yeah, you know, yeah, does. yeah. So it's also hard to just, you know, believe whatever they say just because they're an author- they say they're an authority. I think it's also important to just exercise caution and responsibility and to take accountability for those choices because it is quite serious. It is scary to receive a vaccine injury um, and hearing the stories of people who whose children have experienced it, it's quite terrifying. We don't know that it was caused by the vaccine. It might not mm-hmm. actually have been and it's important to be really mindful and cautious mm. just the same. Yeah. Um I see what yeah, I see what you mean. I guess the most important thing is that you are an informed person or parent, right? Yeah. So that you're like and you ask the questions. So when you go to the doctor and you're kind of like unsure, then you say, "Hey, I don't understand w- what this list is. Can you tell me what it is?" You you make a risk assessment that and i guess this is what i don't know who regulates vaccines is it still the fda is that what yeah food and drug yeah so it would right it would come under but i guess they they make this what is it called they make this assessment a risk assessment of what is the right course of action is it you don't take it or is is the risk of not taking it and the risk of the long-lasting effects of you catching it 
worse and then you make Mm -hmm. a risk assessment which I think in my mind that's very much how I operate and I know that a lot of it has to do with my work (laughs) because because just so any listeners listening (laughs) know that a lot of my work experience has been around safety like safety cases and assessing risk and assessing for instance a nuclear site you assess what are the risks the likelihood of that occurring what are the potential consequences what is the frequency so for instance something like a typhoon an earthquake a fire is it a one in a hundred years one in a thousand years one in ten thousand years risk of that occurring and then what does that mean and then you kind of figure out what deterrents you put in or what safety measures you put in in case that happens to prevent it from happening or to kind of mitigate the consequences when I think of stuff I'm very much from that mindset and I kind of think well It makes sense that they would do this because the risk of something happening is high enough that it would make sense. But I appreciate that not everyone is convinced. And I think Mm -hmm. that perhaps the issue is that there needs to be more transparency about the assessments that people in authority or experts have carried out to make that decision or to make that recommendation. And I don't think that's necessarily there. It's not like I, I did a qu- quick Google and it's it's not there, right? The information isn't there. And so, of course, people will start with all of yeah. these other theories, whether it's a conspiracy theory or in, in a lot of cases, you know, the reason that these things, these theories or these other views grow wildly is because there is some fact in it, right? That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, people may have had horrible experiences with it that are completely valid and true and that's Mm -hmm. why the theories and the the anti-vax movement that's why it's got it has legs to stand on really when it comes to and there's so much support i don't know if i'm just talking gibberish what do you think (laughs) i agree with you let's circle back to the bottom line where we basically just have to also take responsibility for the choices that we make especially since we've been taught to you know just trust in authority i think it's also useful to not trust them blindly and it's good to have the two sides of Mm. a coin that we hope you know we can learn to find in social media when we look at something you mentioned something about it can be easy to get carried away with fake news when it's so easy to google but something happened to me where you know it was like breaking news on twitter and what was that what was the news i think that was where the police were raiding hospitals to take back donated materials during covid during the height is it still legitimate to call it back then the height of the beginning of the mm-hmm. pandemic when people are really panicky and whatnot? And it turned out, oh, it wasn't real after all. Mm. So it's like maybe before spreading news, you have to wait for confirmation mm. from an actual news source instead of just trusting Twitter, which is unfortunate because Twitter is so helpful for emergent situations like protest violence and so on Hmm. where do you go to fact check google Hmm. rappler Hmm. but then what if you're so like into the fake stuff that when you google you're like well of course they would come up with this they're part of the fake news (laughs) that's the hard part 
Which is kind of what Trump does, doesn't he? He just whenever it's something that when when it's um opposite to what he wants to say, he just says fake news, fake news. Yeah, yeah. It's so surprising. It's so surprising in QAnon and the whole wellness community how they've been co opted and it's hard. It's hard because there's so much polarity when we'd rather stay in the middle and it feels like you have to choose one side mm. or the other when it's really more of a gray area that we see. Mm. Like with your essential oils, you know, some people are not into it, some people are really into it, but you're like, yeah, I'd like to be with a group that's into it, but not to the extent where it's the one and only answer to everything yeah. in life. Yeah, no, <laughs> it is not. <laughs> it absolutely <Yeah>. is not. <sighs> Have there been stories of people saying their essential oils yes. their cancer or yeah. something like that? Yes. Oh, good for them. Which, yeah, I will say I don't believe that is what is what cured them, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I think that it maybe can help your mood and maybe it can help your sleep. And, you know, like lavender maybe can help your sleep. And maybe it can help a better mood and better sleep and all of that. Maybe it can help your immune system, right? Because you're more well-rested and you feel better. But I think it's more of a, yeah, support, a bit like a tool, a bit like a, you know, just something that helps a little. Kind of like, I don't know, maybe if you have a sore throat and you have like strepsils. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it, right? Like you don't have to rely on just the one thing. I mean, that's the point. It's nice to have all of these options available yeah. to you and you don't have to stick to just one. Like throw whatever at it and hope yeah, something yeah. works, right? But then also to recognize that like, hey, if you're really unwell, like go to the doctor. <laughs> like, yeah. The bar. <laughs> I think when you experience some level of pain, of course you will go to the doctor <laughs> at some point. And then even then you have problems like, oh, the doctor doesn't believe you're you're really sick. The doctor thinks it's all in your head. There's also that. or And I think you've talked about something similar. Yeah, about just like right? women's health, which I think is a whole nother thing. Yeah, yeah. I think people will eventually go to the doctor because the pain is so bad. But sometimes, unfortunately, it doesn't work. And then that's where people have to turn to other things. And then, fortunately, something else works. Like, as long as something works, right, you're going to try everything. (laughs) I think if you're desperate, you're going to try Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine. You're going to go to the doctor. You're going to do everything in your power to stop the pain. Yeah. I mean, like, fair enough, right? If Especially if... For instance, you feel like, oh, you tried everything or you go to the doctor and whatever they give you doesn't work, then you always find a lot of people are just like, oh, what if this other thing might work? Fair. Absolutely fair. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. I mean, and maybe that's the point. We don't have to be fanatics about a yeah. particular thing. Yeah. And we have everything available to us and we're free Agreed. to make that choice. Yeah. I think you're, you're what you just said is completely right. Like fanatics <laughs> mm. about anything, the Because I feel like once it gets to that level, mm. then you don't see through clear glasses. Then the way you look through things, it's definitely through a different lens. Once you have, mm. well, once there's like a level of fanaticism about stuff, where in the past you might be like, yeah, hmm, this person doesn't seem to be right when you're like fanatic level it's like everything they do is correct (laughs) they can't be wrong yeah westlife (laughs) 
<laughs> what? I was a friend of Burst Life Fanatic. <laughs> Grade 6. Oh. That was so random. It's like, no, I'm, I'm not joking. that kind of fanatic. <laughs> like, I can understand. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's because when, when I think of like fanatics or like fans and stuff and being like obsessed with stuff, mm-hmm. I can't think of anything else that I was more like a fan of than Westlife. <laughs> Oh, you know, I feel like that's so that's so nineties because the word now is stan. Oh, is that what it? Oh, <laughs> I stand Westlife. <laughs> yeah, and I just found out recently the the origin of the word stan. It's from yeah. Eminem's stan. Yeah, I didn't realize. <laughs> Which makes sense. I stand. It's cool. That was a really yeah. good. With Dido, with Dido. Yeah. Tears don't fall, I'm wondering why. <laughs> yes, yes, I think. I think um, you're right. I used to memorize that, the lyrics to that. Oh, yeah, I remember you sang it a lot. I was so yes. into Eminem <laughs> before. Really loved it. But Why, though? I don't know. Maybe that was my teen angst. <laughs> I know it was it was very very harmless though like I don't think I went through like a rebellious stage <laughs> I don't think you went through a rebellious stage because you you let it all out because you just ran oh yeah and then, and then I'm done, done. <laughs> I am Which a is good. sort it's of a, a ranty individual but know that um <laughs> when I rant after that I hold no grudges <laughs> hmm. You should go down the Reddit rabbit hole and about Peppa Pig of like all these parents complaining that their kid has a British accent. <laughs> I've read somewhere they let their kids watch whatever except Peppa Pig because Peppa Pig for some reason turns their kids really? into zombies. Yeah. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. different. Obviously, if the cartoon is engaging enough, then kids will just like stare and watch it. I think it definitely is quite good. I watched Peppa Pig and it was really entertaining to me as a grown-up. If you're just going to leave your kid on their iPad, is it Peppa Pig or is it your mm. iPad? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the whole should you watch on iPad or watch on TV? Like if you're going to watch something, maybe just put it on TV so everyone can enjoy it together, I think is a better way to do it. Then it becomes a little bit more social. Oh, I think the social aspect of it helps. I was reading a book about, for example, is it a good thing to read a book in front of your child or is it better to read from an iPad? And then they said, oh, the tactile signals that you're sending by reading a book with pages that you can turn is more helpful than like just an iPad and then just staring into Agree. it. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Read. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Also, that works for like if you read a children's book to a child, it's better like an actual book instead Agree. of an yeah. iPad. So what my sister did with her kid, so he is nearly three. And the first time he used an iPad really was in June. So he was like two and a half mm-hmm. because and she got an app for like kids and she was like trying to show him how to do it all of that stuff but then she was like well after a while he didn't he wasn't interested anymore so I didn't force him to play it and then he's never looked for it since he hasn't looked for the iPad to play with it so she's like well he hasn't looked Mm -hmm. for it there's no reason for me to give it to him so that's it I think though when they get older for some reason I don't know I think don't show them yeah Because yeah. games are yeah. and that's scary. I don't know. I don't want to give answers yeah. But then also, like, so for instance, my because my sister is also working from home. And she has said that sometimes mm. 
like she's on her phone, like she's working on her phone or she's on her laptop and she's working. And then her son is like, you know, mm-hmm. talking to her or wants to play. And he actually says out loud to her, Mommy, stop working. Let's play. Or... Oh, because he can tell. He actually, like he said to her something like, No, stop. Don't go on your phone or something. And then she's like, Oh, sorry. And then puts her phone away and is like, Okay, what are we doing? You know what I mean? So I think he's very... (laughs) I think he's very vocal. He's very vocal and like, You're not paying attention to me. (laughs) He's very smart. He can tell. And I like that he can. Yeah. So I think I don't know how they did it. I think the best thing about my nephew is his emotional intelligence. For some reason, he can kind of tell if someone's upset and he goes, oh, what's wrong? Or sort of asks and says, like, what's wrong? You're sad. Why are you sad? And it's weird. Like, why does he know these things? (laughs) So So I don't know what they did. Like, I don't know why. We think it's just that he hasn't been, no one's baby talked him. Everyone's could have sort of spoken to him, kind of like in grown up words. <laughs> I read um, that's a good thing. So maybe that's why. Or like when he gets sad, my sister's very much like, why are you sad? Tell me, you know, like she's very good. Aww. And his dad as well is very much like, you know, what's what's wrong you know what's a happy face what do you want like it's very very like that maybe they just got lucky like you never know right it's not really something that that you can sort of regardless i mean it's a great yeah thing. the one thing that's a little notable about him is he has a little bit he's very particular about things so for instance he wants things to be if you use a pen for example and the pen always sits on the table. When you finish using the pen, he always says, put it back on the table. That's where it goes. He notices wow. that things have a place. Or apparently when he like wow. sees your phone and your phone is, isn't plugged in into the charger, he's like, no, you have to plug it into the charger. <laughs> <laughs> My sister was saying that she was sat on the bed. But she wasn't sat on her side of the bed. And he's like, no, mommy, you're on the wrong side. That's daddy's side. Go sit on the other side. (laughs) Yeah, he likes things like a certain way. That's going to be fun because, you know, he can... I know. (laughs) Yeah. He's older. Yeah. My sister now, like, when she changes, like, say, changes his diaper, she now says to him, go get your diaper and the wipes and the tissue and all those things come here. And he does it. He gets it because he knows where everything is. (laughs) Like, especially if it's, like, early in the morning and she's, like, still in bed. She's like go get it and then come back and then he does it comes back and does it and then she's like okay now go put it back <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so cute like little helper yeah helper, kind of. yeah so it's quite it's like it's quite cute i mean obviously also he's he's obviously still just a kid so he still cries and whines and mm. When he doesn't understand or he gets tired or frustrated, he does cry and all that stuff. So, mm. <sighs> but overall, he's good. <laughs> but then, you know, I'm biased, yeah, I right? <laughs> I mean, I get it, but mm. it doesn't sound like it. I'm, you're telling mm. a story. Yeah. I look forward to your future children. And I want to be a tita. I know. It, that's I know, the right? Fun part. <laughs> I want to be a tita. I was like, I want to be a yeah. tita. I want to be Tita Kirsty. <laughs> it sounds weird. I don't like. 
when you need to change the diapers, you're like, here, have you back. 